Hi guys, thanks for tuning into the episode of the Nick Egan Times. I have Michael Chanfilou, who is a great guest, a proud Greek man, a proud Greek family man, who comes from great stock, who is currently in his fourth and final year as a student, studying logistics management at Ohio State University, and an avid fan of the Ohio State Buckeyes football. Michael, welcome and thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Nick. It's uh, really good to be with you. Thanks for the awesome introduction. <laughs> I'm excited. So am I. Um, how's it all going over there? Um, it's going well. Uh, it's going well. Uh, you know, we were just talking before this podcast about school and stuff, and you know, I'm in my last semester here of school, so um, took today to just kind of get caught up on some homework and uh, do some work like that. So, but it's been good generally. It's been good. Um, going well. Family got uh, had a nice holiday with everyone. Unfortunately, I caught COVID over the holiday, so I had to take some time off. But uh, it was good. Good spending some time with my family and stuff. But now it's back to the grind here at school. Wow. Um, talk briefly about getting paid. What was it like? What, how did it feel like? Um, it was it was a little rough. Um, you know, being up here at uh, in Ohio State, um, you know, it's a campus environment, a college campus environment. So there's a lot of people here, kind of going out and seeing people going to bars. So um, the the zip code that I'm in here in Columbus, Ohio, has one of the higher COVID rates um, in my state in Ohio. Um, so I know a bunch of people who have gotten it uh, because of that. And uh, they've all had mild cases, but mine was a little rougher. It felt kind of like the flu. Um, I had the flu a few years ago, and it felt just like that. Um, I was tired. Um, I had a headache. Um, I was just kind of down all the time. You just generally feel like you're like you're not doing well. Um, my uh, my dad described it like I guess one of his friends told him that it was like the worst hangover you've ever had, and uh, I think that was an accurate way to describe it because um, you're just yeah you know, I don't know you're, you're you're just feeling down all the time. Um, I also had a fever too. That was one of the biggest symptoms. But uh, I lost my taste and smell actually after I recovered from my fever and my fatigue. So it was kind of like two stages. Um, I lost that for like a few days, but I gained it back, and uh, you know now I'm I'm well over the you know, it's been a couple weeks now since I've had it, so I'm feeling good now. Got my taste and smell back, and no lingering symptoms. So I'm very fortunate um, that I had a lighter case, but because I know it's been more serious for other people. Um, but it, it was okay for me. I I, I got through it. So a um, little rough, but we're good now. That's terrific, and I'm glad that you're obviously feeling a lot better, and yeah, yeah, everything's going well for you again. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's a crazy time we're in. Yeah, absolutely. All right, for the listeners, let's jump straight into it. Who is Michael Chantefilu? <laughs> uh, who am I? I don't know. That's a that's a big question, I guess. Um, you know, I think uh, the way you described it was good. Uh, you know, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, I know you've had a lot of my other family members on here, um, a lot of my cousins. You have my dad on here too, Alex. Um, so you've probably heard from them, uh, kind of how I grew up. So born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio, to a Greek family. Um, you know, my dad is Greek, um, and I thought that was a big part of my childhood, a big part of my life growing up. Um, you know, staying with my yaya, she, you know, taught me the language, the culture, and uh, probably the biggest thing is an appreciation for Greek food. So I am uh, <laughs> was always really big into that as a kid, and I think that's kind of translated into uh, who I am now. You know, I like cooking a lot, um, something I've kind of tried to pick up during the pandemic, trying new things, and trying to, you know, just experiment with that kind of thing has always been a joy seeing my, because both my parents are, are, are avid cooks, and so is my yaya, obviously, so... That was one thing I like to do, just a small hobby I've kind of picked up. But yeah, uh, born, and raised, born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, and then uh, after high school, decided I want to kind of travel a little far away from home, um, just kind of get you know get out and 
uh, and, and see more places. And I decided to go to The Ohio State University, uh, which you mentioned at the beginning. Uh, it's uh, one of the largest universities, I think, in the country. It's like the third or fourth biggest by student population. And it's only two hours away from my house in Columbus, Ohio, which is just uh, north. So it's about 120 miles or so uh, north of Cincinnati. So I went there. So not too far away from home. I can still go back for the holidays and for a weekend or something if I want. And uh, yeah, I came here and decided to study logistics management, which is in the business school, um, because I wanted to do something. You know, I've always been into transportation and kind of like planes and stuff like that. So I thought it would be a good way to translate some of, I guess, my childhood uh, hobbies and interests into something that I could actually use and get a job with. So I do that. I uh, got a minor in geography. That's always been a little hobby of mine, too, is just uh, geography, maps, that kind of thing. So did that here. Um, and now I'm about to graduate. And I'm graduating in uh, May. And after graduation, I'll be going, moving even further north to Detroit, Michigan, uh, where I'll be working for uh, Ford Motor Company. And I'll be working in their uh, logistics or manufacturing planning and logistics department up there. So that's just a little bit about me, a little bio, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. That's great insights. You're a proud Greek man, obviously, like your father um, mm -hmm. and your family, should I say. Where have you <laughs> traveled to in Greece? Because I know you, I believe you went a couple of years ago. And where's your favorite location there? Yeah, um, that was, yeah, I've had some great trips. I've been to Greece about four times. Uh, once when I was like a kid, uh, the next time was when I was uh, a little older. I was like in, uh, I think like the sixth grade, which I think I was about you know, 12 or not 20, no, younger than that. Anyway, I, mean, I was a kid and then I went uh, 2017 and then of course in 2018 or no, 2019, I should say. Sorry. Anyway, I've been a bunch of times and I've been able to see a bunch of really cool places, which I'm really uh, fortunate to have had that opportunity. But I think probably my favorite place that I've been to I, so I like Athens a lot. I like the city of Athens. And I think a lot of my family members probably disagree with me, um, including, like, I think my, my parents, too. They like to go every, everywhere. But I think a lot of people tend to like the islands and the beaches and stuff. But I really like the city. I, I really like kind of, like, being right in the middle of it because um, that's kind of where I think you get a lot of the most authentic culture and a lot of the most authentic food because we have family who live there, and they'll take us to, like, their favorite little places, you know, in their neighborhood, like, where, where you and I would go. So, you know, you – you go in Australia, you, know, you, you have your places, I have my places here in Columbus and Cincinnati, and they have their places in Greece. So going to those actual authentic Greek places is something that I value a lot. And I feel like when you go to the islands sometimes, especially the ones like Mykonos and, and Santorini sometimes, it's a lot more tourist-centric, which can be a good thing because a lot of the, you know, it's very, uh, you know, they're, they're really welcoming and they, they cater to you a lot and they help you. But I'm, I just kind of like trying to get a more, um, I guess, authentic experience to is one way to put it but uh yeah i like athens a lot but i think for other people if i would recommend a place i'd probably say santorini is one of those must-go places as touristy as it might seem it's got some of the most breathtaking views you'll ever see in your life there's so many things to do there like we went on a boat trip where we went to the, the middle of that uh of like kind of the caldera where there's that, there's that like volcanic ash kind of island in the middle and you can kind of you can go in like the hot springs there and there's all these kind of chemicals in the water they're supposed to be like good for your skin or something. And uh, so that's always a cool experience. So I say Santorini is one of those must-go places. But if you're looking to just um, – but my personal favorite, though, is Athens. So that's probably where I'd go in Greece. And Greece is one of the, my favorite places to go to. Um, it's, you know, one of, the, one of the few places I've been to out of the country. And, uh, and I love it. So it's a, good, it's a great spot. Excellent.
Um, what about in the US, USA, should I say, um, traveling there? Where's your favorite places to go traveling there? Ah, uh, that's another, that's another tricky question. Cause there's a lot of, I've been, I, I think I'm fortunate enough and I've, I've been a, a lot of places in the U S too, but I think, um, one city I really enjoyed, uh, two cities actually on the West coast, uh, Seattle and San Francisco. Um, I like San Francisco a lot because it's just got, um, an amalgamation of, I think of a lot of different cultures there. Uh, particularly you kind of get a lot of good. Uh, you know, food from like, you know, good Mexican food, a lot of good ethnic food there. But you also get, because of San Francisco and California, you also have a lot of immigrants from like Asia and, um, and you know, kind of more on your uh, your hemisphere actually. And, you know, they cross the Pacific and they have a lot of really good fusion foods like that. So I like uh, San Francisco a lot because I love, like, I love, I love food. I love eating. I love trying different food. Like wherever I go, I want to try like what they eat there, the ethnic food, whatever it is, um, and just try new things. So I think they have some of the best food I've had. Um, is over there in San Francisco, but Seattle is also a cool city. They got a lot of great. Uh, it, it's very scenic over there, so they have like they have mountains, but they also have like you know desert if you go far enough. And um, just in terms of like I guess the nature, you know, hiking and going on a bunch of different trips out there um, is really incredible. And San Francisco the same way. There's Muir Woods, Muir Woods State Park, which is just north of the city. There's a lot of really good spots to go where you can hike and uh, and see stuff. So. I think the West Coast is really cool, but um, I think you really can't go wrong with Florida. I mean, Florida, you got all your beaches and um, and and just kind of your typical beach vacation. So that's a good spot too. And I've been there probably more times than I've been anywhere else really. So, but I'd say I'd say the West Coast. I've, I've only been there like two times, but I definitely want to make a trip out there again because uh, it's just got some incredible sights and some incredible culture and some really good food. So I can recommend that. <laughs> Terrific. Uh, tell me about studying at Ohio State University. Um, yeah, elaborate. On sure. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ohio State is a great school. Um, it's, like I said, it's one of the bigger schools uh, in the U.S. and uh, kind of known throughout the country as primarily like a football school. So you know, American football is um, is, is huge um, in the U.S. and it's massive here in Columbus. Um, the Ohio State Buckeyes, our football team, actually just competed for the national championship. About a week ago, they unfortunately lost um, that game to Alabama. But uh, you know they're one of the biggest, they're one of the powerhouses in, in uh, uh, American college football. So um, being here, that's a huge part of the culture. Uh, you know, going to football games, I'm sure it's you know similar to you guys and uh, and, and rugby, obviously, um, which I actually played you know back in uh, back in high school, so I can relate a little bit to that. But no, football is definitely the the preeminent sport here in the United States. So. That's a big part uh, of the culture and, and what we do here. But it's also, while, while it may be known for that for some people, for a lot of people in Ohio, and I think it's a growing sense around the country, it, it's, it's really become a preeminent academic location and a research university. So being such a big university has a bunch of resources and uh, a lot of different programs. And the program I'm in, the business program, um, you get a lot of great professors from all over the world that can come and teach and, and share their experiences. So uh, that's really why I value the school, honestly. I mean, the football and, and, you know, and all that kind of stuff is, is, is a plus. But I really like it because it, it really offers some academic resources that I don't think you can get anywhere else in the country. Um, so I enjoy that aspect. And, of course, just meeting new people, too. So being a big school, it draws people from all over the U.S., um, you know, all 50 states. So you know, while I'm here, I have friends from California and Washington and Massachusetts and Florida. 
So it's a good chance just to meet people from all over the country and get all those different perspectives and, and, and build kind of a, a, you know, connections with people who I wouldn't normally, you know, I mean, not to say, you know, if I was just in Cincinnati, I'd only be people from Ohio, but going, coming here definitely gives me a big, uh, an opportunity to meet a bunch of different people. So that's a few of the reasons why I like Ohio State and kind of my experience here, but it's, it's definitely been a, a very positive experience and I'm enjoying my time and I'm a little uh, sad to be graduating because it'll all be over in a few months, but uh, <laughs> I got bigger and better things ahead of me. So it also excites me with what I have in store for the future. So that's always good. Yeah, that's wonderful. Congratulations on Nelly finishing up. Um, Thank you. It's a big achievement and obviously the next step in your uh, future and your career. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's amazing. Tell me about studying logistics management and you were doing a minor, I believe in geography. So what attracted mm-hmm. you and yeah, what, what interests you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of touched on it a little earlier too. When I was coming into school, I was, I mean, I, I knew, I guess a little bit what I wanted to do. I had a couple of different things I'd always thought of, but I wasn't really exactly sure. And I don't think a lot of people going into college really know exactly what they want to do at, you know, 17 or 18 or, you know, however old you are. But uh, I think I had a general idea. One of my ideas I kind of want to do is, you know, go to law school. I had done mock trial throughout um, high school. And, you know, my dad uh, is an attorney as well. So that's always been a part of, uh, you know, of my life growing up is just, you know, knowing that from him and, and seeing him do that. So that was always something in the back of my mind. But I decided I didn't want to fully, I guess, commit to that at the time. I wasn't 100% sure. So, you know, kind of put that on the back burner, still entertaining the idea, of maybe one day going back and going to law school. But that was one idea I had. Another idea I had was, you know, going into something business related. So you talked to my cousins, uh, you know, uh, Petey and Brett, of course, they both went into uh, business as well, you know, kind of similar parts, honestly. I know they're, you know, Brett's in kind of a supply chain role. So it's kind of a, you know, a similar, a little bit of a similar aspect. So I kind of had that also uh, thinking about and, you know, logistics was more of a, like a transportation based uh study at that point and uh, one thing Ohio State did a little differently other schools had like just supply chain they had logistics so logistics you know they talked about you know uh, you know supp- uh, networks and transportation networks and like planes and trucks and stuff and I was like that's always kind of cool I always you know I've always when I was a kid I was really into like airplanes and airports and stuff and I was like yeah why not you know I can learn more about it and, and you know like I said make it into something I can get a job with and not just you know because I liked it as a kid but also because you know it had potential it's a growing field so that was one thing I really wanted to do and uh, I chose that initially coming in thinking maybe I won't go with it. I'll just choose a major, ran- not randomly, but you know, at, it, just choose something to get in and then maybe change it later. And I ended up liking it as I learned more and was in more and more classes for it. So I decided to stick with it. And then here I am. And um, one of the things about logistics, I guess, that, that interests me is uh, there's a lot of like, future, I think, with like, sustainability and like, green practices with it. Um, and that's kind of one of the biggest reasons why um, I, I stuck with it because there was a lot to do with things like, you know, for example, Amazon uh, has a lot of these initiatives where they're buying more electric vans and they're trying to, you know, expand their their uh, network so that's more green friendly and all these electric vehicles are being made. And there's a huge market right now for la- uh, last mile um, green electric vehicle delivery or, or making a sustainable last mile delivery, which is huge now in logistics because you have people like Amazon where you get your package the next day. So that's one thing I've always been interested in. And I think you know, working at Ford, they're, they're rolling out a lot of these new electric vans as well for that last mile delivery. So that's kind of a niche that I'd like to get into um, that I've done a lot of research on in my classes here. So um, there's a lot of cool aspects. You can do so many different things with logistics too. And, and where you want to go is, 
is really up to you. So that really was interesting to me. And, you know, that, that kind of sustainability aspect, um, I think, in transportation especially, is, um, is something that's really interesting and something that maybe you want to do this. So I know it's a little long-winded, but that's kind of <laughs> generally what I, why I like it and, and what I want to do. Oh, that's marvelous and great insights into that. Mm -hmm. um, you yeah. were the president of your fraternity. Talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I was the president in 2020. Um, so uh, I've been in my fraternity, Phi Capital, for, oh, oh my God, it's like three years now. I joined in the spring of 2018, like in January of 2018. So yeah, exactly three years. And uh, I kind of worked my way up. Um, I worked a lot in our philanthropy. So we have, uh, you know, philanthropy is the word we use for like raising money for, you know, some sort of, um, you know, charitable organization. So I worked on, there, there's an organization called Serious Fund Children's Network. They run these uh, summer camps for kids who have serious illnesses and kind of, you know, cater to them so that, you know, they have all these like, big medical facilities that they can actually have like a summer camp experience. So that's like what our, what our organization is. So I ran like um, our philanthropy efforts that raised money to go to that organization in 2018. And then I chaired the effort running like a pumpkin sale where we sold pumpkins to people um, in 28 or yeah, 2019, sorry. Um, and it was, you know, the chair for the fundraising there. We raised uh, about $12,000 for that. And then um, in 2020, I was elect. I ran and was elected president. Um, so that was kind of my my way up there. And uh, you know, as, as president of fraternity, it's kind of different. I think fraternities in the U.S. and I think abroad. And that's one thing I'm kind of interested too is you know what you guys in Australia think about you know American fraternities because I think you know dating back I think to like the you know the 70s and 80s with movies like Animal House. If you ever seen that movie, that kind of set the stage for what like a fraternity, a stereotypical fraternity was. And I think you see it in movies and you hear about it in like TV shows. And it's like a big, it's a plot about you know, big, crazy fraternities and stuff. And I think um, that's, that's the case sometimes. You definitely see that, but there, there's a lot more to it. Um, so being a president of fraternity really gave me the opportunity to deep dive into, uh, into what that was and gave me a lot of good leadership experience. Because um, there's a lot of different parts. You got the philanthropy stuff, but you also have to deal with things like, you know, if people are going to hold a party, like how do you do that safely? You know, and, um, and, and and what does a fraternity mean, and what do you want to get out of it, and and um, you know, how do you build those leadership skills among your guys? So, uh, it it was a lot to do, and there's a lot of different parts to it, but you know, I think I think fraternities at their at their core, and being a president really showed me this is it's about you know building those bonds with people, building a network with people, getting to know uh, people, and building leadership skills because there's so many different things you can do. So, like I you know I mentioned it you know, for the third time of the philanthropy stuff. You know, you got you have to run a sale. It's almost like running a business. You know, you got to raise money. You got to manage a budget. You have to manage, you know, distribution if you're, you know, because we delivered, you know, pumpkins to people. So it's like, you got a whole bunch of different aspects, and it's a good way to kind of, I think about it, almost prepare you for for your life ahead. And being president, I think, gave me a lot of, uh, you know, res responsibilities and a lot taught me a lot of stuff about how to deal with people, how to deal with conflict, um, how to deal with just managing people, I guess, and and and, and relating to people. And I think uh, it, it was a valuable experience. It was a little stressful at times, um, but it was something I definitely don't regret. And uh, and and I'm not president anymore. I, I uh, we had our I, we transitioned back in December, so uh, I'm no longer in that role. And I'm just kind of uh, I'm still in the organization, the fraternity, not the president anymore. But yeah, definitely good experience and uh, unusual one, but a, but a good one. That's fabulous and great insights. And I believe it's going to be a great experience, as you mentioned, obviously. Um, being the president, you obviously would have learned a lot as well. So yeah, I totally mm -hmm. understand that. 
Tell me about your interests and hobbies. You're into boating, cooking, and fitness. Talk about that. Yeah, uh, there's just a couple that I listed off um, off the top of my head. But uh, one thing, boating. I don't. I don't know if um, they mentioned the other one in the other uh, podcast you've done. Yeah, I listened to a few of them, but um, I'll, you know, my family or we we like to go on like boating trips and stuff. I've been doing those since I was a kid. Uh, we do those almost every summer, or pretty much every summer, um, where we'll go down to Kentucky. And you've actually joined us on one of them a few years ago, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, where we you know, we go down to Kentucky and uh, we we go to a lake and um, you know either rent a pontoon or um, you know in the past you know we've you know we had boats for us. You know my my dad and my uncle uh, George have a like, co-owned boat, and now George has his own boat, so we'll go down on those sometimes. And um, you know just do just. You know, hang out on the water, water ski. We we, we like to ski a lot. Uh, me and my cousin Kiriako, we like to do that. Um, you know, tubing, whatever it is. I know you've gone tubing a few times with us, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, just just being on the water, I've always liked. Uh, I worked at a marina uh, for a little bit uh, a few years ago down on the Ohio River. So I have a lot of experience just with with boats. You know, boating and kind of the the, the you know, recreational boating that kind of thing. So always something I've been interested in, and something. You know, in the future, I've always you know kind of wanted to continue. Maybe get get in my own boat or a or like a sea do or something like that. And then uh, you know, you mentioned cooking too. That's always fun. That's kind of something I've picked up recently. Uh, you know, I moved into my own uh, house here up in Columbus while I'm at school. Um, I have a couple of roommates and everything, but uh, you know, we like to cook. We like to try different things out because um, I never got to do, really do it in the past. You know, living with my with my parents, my mom would always make me a bunch of amazing meals, so I never actually had to cook anything um and then i came here and i was like oh man i have to you know make food for myself so i decided to have fun with it i got a bunch of recipes from my mom and my dad and um and my grandma my yaya so i've been trying things out like last weekend we made a pizza you know made our own sauce and dough and stuff and just uh just trying to do a bunch of fun stuff and um i just kind of like the you know the experimental aspect of that but that's just a few what i do and then like you said like fitness and stuff i've, I've been working out since high school i played rugby so we had to, uh, you know, do a bunch of workouts. So try to keep that up. Try to keep a physique, and um, it's always a good stress reliever too. That's kind of the main reason I do it now. Is I'm stressed in school, and I just like to go to the gym, and you know, you lift weights and stuff, and just kind of put on some music and, and forget about it for an hour. So that's that's just a few things I like to do to you know, keep myself occupied. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's astounding. Um, in a different angle, where would you see, in your personal opinion, the United States generally positioned for the future? Like, how would I see, like, the U.S. in yeah. the future? Like, what do I yeah. think the future of it is? Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, that's, that's a big question now. And I think, you know, especially even within the last month, people have been saying a lot of stuff about, you know, oh, what's the future of it? And what's, you know, like people said, oh, they're going to overthrow the government or whatever. Um, I, I think it's positive. I've always had a positive outlook on, on it. I think um, you might hear a bunch of stuff in, in the news and stuff. And, you know, obviously the media covers it and, in a variety of different ways, but I, I do think it's generally positive. I mean, um, I, I think there's a lot of growing pains, and I think you can look back in history to a lot of uh, times in hi- a lot of times in U.S. history that are similar to this one. I think people are making a lot of uh, comparisons to the 1960s, and I think you know I know my dad's a student of history like me, and that's something that he's uh, you know taught me about. And I think I think he would. It's something that we've talked about. You know, you look back in history, like the '60s, and it's a time that's tumultuous. You, know, you, had, you had the Vietnam War, you had protests, the Civil Rights Movement, um, and I think you can draw a lot of parallels to what's going on now. 
Um, and I think that was a time in history where people said a lot of the same things, like, oh, you know, the U.S. is in a, you know, you're in a dark place and the future looks bleak, but you look at it and, you know, we're still here today. And, um, you know, through a lot of this, this trouble and this, and these tumultuous times, I think people usually come out stronger. So I think you're seeing things like with, with the, you know, with everything that happened with the election, you know, people did, people contesting the election and, um, and, and protests and with COVID, you come out stronger. I mean, look, I mean, look at the vaccine, for example. I mean, the, uh, there was an article I was reading today about how the vaccine is being undersold because, you know, the new, uh, you know, mRNA technology or whatever, I'm not a biologist or any kind of STEM, yeah. uh, in any kind of STEM field, but I mean, you look at that and people are saying there's great advancements coming out and even just the vaccine itself is a medical marvel. They made it this fast and it's as effective as it is. So I think what you're seeing now is a lot of really, is a lot of tough stuff and that you're, that we're going to come out stronger as a result with. And I think that can maybe come in the form of, you know, greater election security, more medical uh, advancements, um, just things like that. So I, I think it is, I think it is positive. I think people are moving in the right direction. And I think, uh, you know, in the, in the coming years, we're going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of healing, hopefully. And, but I think we'll, we'll learn a lot. And like anything in life, I mean, it's a learning moment. So I, I, I do have a positive outlook on it. That's quite insightful. And yeah, I totally agree with you. I think technology has come a long way too, like just even through the pandemic and how it's how people and everyone has had to adapt to everything quite quickly through the pandemic. Mm, absolutely. With obviously you're going to start working in the future after you finish uh, university. Are you going to do any more traveling overseas? I, I really hope so. I really, really hope so. Um, you know, hopefully with how things are going, it looks like maybe travel restrictions might be lifted within the next uh, two years. So um, I would really like to, to travel. Um, I, I, I really do want to go back to Greece. I, I can foresee myself and, you know, and at least my parents and I uh, going back to Greece many more times um, over the course of my life, which I really hope can be done and I think is, is re- reasonable. So I definitely want to go back to Greece. It's one place. Uh, maybe some more of like Europe, um, and then I think Australia. Really, I mean, I, I've it's that's always one place in the world that I've always kind of had a, uh, you know, an, an interest in. I guess, um, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of similarities between you know Australian and American culture in some respects. Um, so I think that'd be a really fun place to go and just, you know, over kind of an, in in your part of the world. So Japan is somewhere I thought it would be a really interesting place to go to, um, a really different place because you in the U.S. You know, more or less a lot of the same, but I think you know it's al- it almost feels like a different you know world. I think when you when you talk about Japanese and um, you know Asian culture, I think in general. So that's somewhere I'd re- definitely like to go. Um, and yeah, maybe just a little bit around Europe. And I, I mentioned this earlier, but I like wherever I go, I like to eat different food. I like to try different stuff whenever I'm going. Yeah. And those are some places that I think have some some really unique uh, you know culinary traditions. So I think. Um, I like to go around there. So, yeah, I definitely want to travel the world, not just over the U.S., too, just taking trips different places around Michigan where I'll be living and uh, you know, obviously coming back to Ohio and doing stuff with my family. So, yeah, def- definitely an interest I have moving forward. Well, coming down to Australia, I hope one day you come down and obviously you're always welcome. The door's always open. So, yeah. yeah, I'll definitely hit you up when I'm, when I'm down there in the future. <laughs> sure. um, Michael. Thank you very much for your time today. I do appreciate you coming on. I look forward sincerely to seeing your progression in life, and I hope it's a great year ahead for 2021. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on. It was a pleasure. It was good to be with you. All right. Well, you have a great day, and I will speak to you soon. You too. Thanks, Nick. See you, mate. Bye.